Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. It's Victor Avila. He's running for U.S. Congress. It's uh, Victor, what is it? Uh, District 23? District 23 between San Antonio and El Paso. Okay, uh, we appreciate you coming back on. He's a former federal agent. You could uh, go to VictorAvulaForCongress.com. Is that what it is? VictorAvulaForCongress.com? That's it. Okay, go there and, and support him. We were in a space last night. I want people to understand. You're an expert on national security. You're an expert on the border. And we were in a space on X last night on Twitter. And it, it, for those who don't know, it's, it's almost like just a bunch of people jump on. A bunch of people were on there last night. And we start talking about what's important in the country. It could be any issue. And last night it happened to be Tom Homan and Sarah Carter and you and Border 911. I never even heard of them before. Talking about what to do about the porous border. And, Victor, I've got to start with this. We've got an administration that wants it to be like it is. So what can we do in the next year? Anything? Now, they're normalizing. And I tell you what we can do. We, we definitely can do something. And that's pressure the administration and through Congress, believe it or not. And that's one of the reasons why I'm running is because the incumbent continues to block and kill the border security bills that would do exactly what we wanted to do. And the main thing is get rid of catch and release, which is what we're seeing right now. We, people get caught or you know encountered is the, the word that they're using. And then they are allowed into the country, supposedly for some day later in the future to review their asylum case, which it, there is none there. Uh, nine out of 10 people do not qualify for any asylum relief. But uh, so we can do it. We can change it and force the Senate to vote. And that's with the pressure of the people. And believe it or not, the Democrats, I'm getting a lot of uh, feedback from Democrats that have had enough of this administration failing to control the southern border because it's affecting them in their schools. It's affecting them at their hospitals and healthcare. And of course, the criminal justice system and crime and fentanyl and human trafficking and smuggling. And 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 they've had enough. It's Victor Avila, retired special agent with ICE HSI. He's running for U.S. Congress. Victor Avila for Congress.com. I, I just want to I want to make sure that I have this right. because I was listening last night. And of course, I'm here in San Antonio. So I'm pay, I pay very close attention to the border. We're watching it very closely. It appears to me. That people show up at the border. Many of them have already used an app that the H uh, that the Department of, of of Homeland Security is just just allowing them to do. They jump on an app, some app one or whatever the hell it's called, and they just come right in. And once they're in, there is no waiting. They claim asylum. They hand a piece of paper that says asylum or whatever, and they get to stay here. And their adjudication might happen in seven years. They're going to just roam around. And then a lot of these municipalities are saying, hey, you can go to work and compete with Americans for jobs as well. And these people literally have no right nor nor reason to be here. Uh, they didn't do it legally. They did it illegally. They all have illegal status. But they're able to just sort of be like you and me. Just seven to eight million people have been added to our country. And this administration has said, come on, we're not going to question your asylum claim. We're not going to question what, why you want to be on parole. You did this app so you get to stay here. Victor, did I get this wrong? Are we just saying, come on in? Welcome? 
You're, you nailed it right on the head. You're, you're 100% accurate. I was just in Eagle Pass, and I actually witnessed them coming in not only through the river. They, they keep on coming through there, too. But above us in the bridge, already processed, and I'm doing air quotes here, processed through the CBP-1 app that you're referring to, uh, that were processed from another country, even in Mexico or Venezuela, where they started filling this paperwork up. And guess what? They're walking in through the pedestrian lane at the port of entry, quote unquote legal, which is not. I'm here to tell you all this administration is doing is completely illegal. The parole system you mentioned, illegal. The asylum interpretation, illegal. You cannot be giving them these type of permits just to because they want to normalize this. You said it, Joe. They want to normalize this. They want the border agents to think that this is the way it's supposed to be. It's not. It is lawlessness. It is the violation of our Constitution and of our own legislatively passed laws in this country. This is the constitutional republic, remember? And we have these representatives going to, to Congress to pass what favors uh, the constituents. And that's what I want to do. This is the I'm taking things back to basic to give the power back to the people. Look at the mess that's happening in D.C. We finally got a speaker, but but we I never hear the people anymore. I never hear anybody talk about the people. But who are, who are the ones that are affected? We are, and it is has to do with national security, and it has to do with public safety, Joey. If you're not safe in your own community in your own house, everything else after that goes out the window. 100%. Victor Avila for Congress.com. And it's A-V-I-L-A is his last name. Victor Avila for Congress.com. It's Victor Avila. Um, so when Trump was the president, he did stay in Mexico. And last night, it was really brought home for me in this space how important that was because it was, it also turned off the magnet. People who were going to the United States through Mexico couldn't just come in. They had to wait in Mexico while their asylum claim, while they waited for that asylum claim to be adjudicated. And many of them say, well, we're not going to wait in Mexico for seven years. We're just going to go back to where we came from or not. We, we won't make the trek to begin with. So stay in Mexico was just that important. How is it that Trump was able to make that happen? Because I remember originally Mexico said, you can't leave them here. And Trump said, oh, yeah, watch this. How did he make that happen? And, and I, I almost think that I'm underselling how important stay in Mexico was. No, that they remain in Mexico, and the official name was the, the Migrant Protection Protocol, the MPP, that's what they called it. But it was two things that he said to Mexico. One, I'm going to put a 25% tariff on everything that comes to that land border. Son, you got their attention. You got Mexico's attention because it has to do with money. Right. Two, I'm going to designate the cartels as foreign terrorist organizations, which I still fully support. People that don't understand that uh, get a lot of pushback, but they must be designated, just like Hezbollah, Hamas, ISIS. That's what these guys have been a terrorist for a long, long time. Those two things switched Mexico into acting on their side of the border and putting their Mexican National Guard to stop the flow. But the remaining Mexico goes all the way, all the way to Central America, South America, where most of the people were coming from back then. Now we got Chinese nationals and, and Middle Easterners and, and all over the 180 different countries. Right. But I, I want to point this out real quick, Joe. A lot of these people, like, for example, the Venezuelans, because you've heard about millions of them coming over. Yes. They haven't been in Venezuela for years. They've lived in Colombia, Peru, Ecuador. As a matter of fact, these countries have given them asylum already. You cannot then drop that asylum and then uh, drop everything, sell your business, leave your job, because that's what they were. They were doing OK. They weren't starving. Nobody was victimizing them. No one was persecuting them. And then they said, well, the magnet, 
The invitation is there, and that's why we're coming. And guess what? I, well, I, no, well, I've got to stop you. I, I've never heard this before, Victor. That is a major breaking news story to me because it's been alleged that they're leaving Venezuela where there is no. socialism and death in the streets no. and they're eating their own dogs because there's no food. You're telling me that these are people who are now coming to our border saying, I'm from Venezuela, and they're really not? They already had asylum somewhere else? Absolutely, and that's wow. what they want you to believe. They want you to believe that they were starving. As a matter of fact, I interviewed electricians, doctors uh, from Venezuela. Most of the women that were with them were pregnant, and, and they're like, you know what? We sold everything that we had. I had a couple from Venezuela buy a used car in Del Rio, Texas for $7,000 cash so they could drive themselves to Florida. I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, wow. This is what's happening, and, and, and they admit it. There, there is no credible fear. Remember, that's the biggest criteria for seeking asylum. You have to have credible fear from being returned to your country because they're going to be killed by your government, which is not happening. That's why they don't qualify. But this administration, and I'm talking about the Biden administration, is ignoring all that. One, there's no time to vet these people. There's no time to question them. They don't want the agents to question them because they will break. They will tell you the truth. Eventually, when you... When I talk to them, and so uh, I don't know if I froze there a little bit, but uh, they uh, they do talk to me, and they do tell me, and all of a sudden they're sleeping in the in the police stations in Chicago or on the streets in New York. They're actually worse off than they were in the country they came from. It is uh, Victor Avila. It broke up a little bit, but we still got uh, got your point, Victor. I appreciate you jumping on today. Uh, Victor Avila for Congress.com. He's a former special agent. He's retired now. He was with ICE uh, HSI. So, uh, Victor, as I'm, as I'm remembering when I was younger, and I'm a little bit older than you, um, in 1986, then-President Reagan, one of the best presidents of my lifetime, um, he, he agreed with Congress and said, okay, I'll, I'll let the 3.6 million that came here illegally that are in the country, I'll give them amnesty. But that's it. you got to close the border. Congress said, absolutely. We'll close the border. Not one more will come in. You know what the question is that's asking me all the time now, Victor, is what are we going to do with the 7 to 8 million that are here now? It'll be over 10 million by the end of Joe Biden's, uh, for, uh, I want to say first term, but I hope it's his only term. It's going to be about 10 million. We can't do what Reagan did. Because in retrospect, no. what Reagan did was a mistake. You can't say all 10 million can stay here. So the question I'm asked all the time is this very specific question. What do you do with the, the illegal aliens that are here right now? How do you send them back? How do you, how, do you, how do you track down 10 million people, Victor? Well, I'll tell you the real, and I'm a realist here, and I'm going to tell you the logically and common sense. You, do, you will have to go back and do a massive enforcement of removal from this country. First, you start off. With, uh, by the way, Joe, I think it's 12 to 15 million, by the way, that wow. come in under just this administration alone because we're not counting the gotaways. So you, those go first. Then the criminals. Then I, I want to push for those overstays. There are more over visa overstays in this country than any other group combined because they think that because they came in with a visa, they think they have some kind of, have some kind of status. No, you're still as illegal as the others. And you start picking up these people. You start, there's about, I think there's about 30 million or plus more illegal people in this country. Wow. But you start picking up several million people, Joe, and you're going to see an effect of self-deportation because people are going to be like, well, wait a minute, I'm going to be having to look over my shoulder because they're going to come pick me up. Yes, you will have to be worried. You will have to look over your shoulder and you will have to go back and do it the right way. We want you to do it the right way. We want you to apply then do it the legal way. And I'll fix that too. That system is broken as well. But uh, we have to do it. We have to do the enforcement. I tell you right now, we're not going to go get 30 million. 
But we are going to go get several million people and start deporting because what do you do? You send a message to the rest of the world. First of all, you're not going to come in anymore. It is closed. Second of all, there is a consequence for you coming into the country of the United States illegally. It is Victor Avila running for Congress. VictorAvilaForCongress.com. Go and check out his website. Former federal agent. What's interesting about this this entire thing is that we've got people on the left that will start crying foul. How dare you? This is the only country that they ever knew. It's inhumane. Victor, if you don't mind, give me a minute or so on how inhumane the trek is that women and children are making and the rapes that are happening and those who are dying on the way. The, the whole process of having these magnets that we keep talking about is inhumane for those who want to come here to begin with, isn't it? That's absolutely true. It's inhumane to the migrants themselves yeah. drowning in the river. Cooked alive in the sun in the Big Bend area. Seven bodies I talked to Border Patrol this summer, and as extremely hot as it was in Texas, they couldn't they couldn't get to the bodies. That's how rough the terrain is. But they died there. They cooked to death. Uh, hangings. Wow. They hang themselves and commit suicide because they become dis- disoriented. They get raped by the cartels. And this happens, by the way, all the way in the Darien Gap when they come to the jungle and they have to deal with the tribes there. They have to deal with the corrupt uh, officials and, of course, the cartel. They're being victimized, which they never would have if they knew that the border was secure. So right. what, what that means is if the border is secure, you actually save lives and you save people from becoming victims of crime, extortion, uh, the men being uh, men also raped, by the way. And, and, and all this all, all this victimization, that's the humanitarian part is you keep them. Themselves. It's uh, Victor Avila. You broke up a little bit there, but we, we we get the point. At the end of the day, this is bad on both sides. And and then when we bring up like fentanyl, fentanyl's killing seventy to one hundred thousand Americans a year, and it's poisoning. Not even overdose, just poisoning. You're you're killing people with a, a a synthetic product that's made in China, goes through the cartels, and is pushed into this country. The left will say, "Hey, most of it is coming through the ports of entry." Victor, how can we know what isn't coming through the ports of entry? We can't, can we? No, and, and that's another good point because it is coming in at the ports of entry, in between the ports of entry. We're getting swamped with fentanyl and meth. But let me tell you, uh, I'm in Nevada right now and talking to the uh, the police chief up here in Reno, and they have a big problem with methamphetamine. Uh, and that happens all over the country when I go there. Uh, methamphetamine is a huge, huge problem when it comes to crime. And, of course, the fentanyl deaths uh, of our young ones, seven out of every out of, out of ten pills in this country is now laced with some form of fentanyl or xylazine wow. from the cartels. That, by the way, the president of Mexico denies that they produce fentanyl in this country. This is why we have to deal with these governments. We got to deal with Mexico. We got to deal with Central America and the other countries and shift the burden back on them and say you need to take care of your citizens. The United States is always willing to help. I'm willing to help. Help me help you. Like. Yeah. I'll give you an example. El Salvador. El Salvador has done a tremendous job in cleaning up their country with MS-13 gang members. I want to see that. I, as the United States, would want to supplement that and help that, but not when the other country is doing nothing like Mexico. It is uh, Victor Avila. Go to VictorAvila for Congress.com. He's running for District 23 Republican. Great state of Texas. Last question, maybe a quick answer for, for me, Victor, if you don't mind. We have a brand new Speaker of the House in Mike Johnson. What do you think the House of Representatives can do, knowing that the Senate's in the hand of the Democrats and the administration's in the hand of the Democrats? What can the House, in your opinion, do day one, today, to start closing the border? Anything? Send H.R. 2 immediately, which is a border security bill. Send it now. As a matter of fact, 
bombard them with bills. Let the Senate kill it. Let Biden veto it. We need to have them act. And most importantly, make sure they tell the people what they're doing in DC with their vote. A lot, many times they've gotten away with uh, uh, behind the scenes. People don't know what they're doing and, right. and what the representatives voting. Force them to make take a stand and make that vote. And the House of Representatives should just flood them with bills. I think you're right. Shove it down the Senate's throat. Shove it down Biden's throat. And when they say no to securing the border and keeping us safe, it's them. Right. They, they have to deal with it when the voters come out to vote. Victor, I appreciate you making time today. It's Victor Avila for Congress.com. And it's the word for, F-O-R, Victor Avila for Congress.com. Victor, thank you, my, uh, my man. I appreciate you. I also appreciate you, Joe. Thank you so much. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate you stopping by. We thank uh, Victor Avila stopping by as well. So the left is trying to sell the whole border game as if the Republicans are stopping Joe Biden from being allowed to do the policies he wants to do to close the border. Of course, that's a lie. Joe Biden undid every policy that was working perfectly at the border under Trump, completely undid it and let all these people come through. Now Dan Goldman saying this. Jimenez was talking about how the issues we have on our border are purely policy issues, they are not funding issues. And that the Biden administration has done nothing to address policy. That is false. The problem the Biden administration has is that every policy change they make is subject to a lawsuit by Republicans. So the Republicans are trying to sabotage the Biden administration's efforts to fix the issues at the border and then bash the administration while they are doing that. Dan Goldman is a liar. That's, there's really nothing else to say. He's a liar. That's just not true what he just said. In fact, it's decidedly and provably false, verifiably false. And the reason I say that is, again, Joe Biden undid everything that was working whether it be Title A, Title 42, stay in Mexico, no matter what it was that Trump was doing, there was no catch and release. Biden undid that. And Dan Goldman knows that. He's smart enough to know that. But he's lying. Come on. All right, this is pop culture. Boop. Dirty pop. What's happening, Polo? So did you see that story with uh, Dana White in the UFC no. and Bud Light? No, what happened? So earlier this week... Uh, the UFC announced that Anheuser-Busch was back as their official beer sponsor for the first time since okay. 2019. And, of course, a lot of people are giving Dana White flack for, I guess, basically selling out um, by going back with Bud Light after all the stuff that happened with, you know, the Dylan Mulvaney thing and everything else. Did he back down or did he, did no, he say? He, he said he doesn't care. He said that he picked them because of the fact of the, the other things that they stand for. And it, the money was going to be there regardless. All right. There you go. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Speed.